Hurry up, bro. Hurry up. I don't have all day. Beat the damn drum. Come on. There you go. You guys will get fired. Coming to you live from the Little Grand Shack in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. It's the Junior Kikuema Junior Show, starring Junior Kikuema Junior. Come on, move it, move it, move it. Let's go, let's go. Join Junior along with the Wayne Bohe Band. Junior, welcome to the podcast. Oh, bro, you know, okay, first we got to start with the attitude of gratitude. And there's a couple stuffs I got to mention, okay, a couple things. Uh, but first, want to say mahalo to everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Bro, we get like 30-something countries and 20, I think almost 30, low 30s in the States, I think 32. And the countries is about 34. I don't know, something like that. But we, we never count, like, we don't count before we do the podcast, you know what I'm saying? I count after I do the podcast, you know, and I'm, I'm sitting at my laptop and I'm doing my work, right? And I go, let me check the stats. And I go, oh, you know, so sometimes I add them on. And you can see this if you go on our LinkedIn or if you go on our Facebook, you can see all the countries listed. And, you know, sometimes, and I put up the flag of the countries. It's, it's important because we, we got to pay respects to these people because they're listening. So we put your flag and your country, and then we put them on the, the promo. We call it a promo. Uh, that just means it's promoting the, the podcast. But thank you very much. Thank you. The last one was uh, Botswana. We have Saudi Arabia, United States, uh, Emirates, right? Uh, from the, from the, the kind, down Saudi, down, you know, the Saudi Arabians, all, all those guys. Uh, the Emirates is, is also included in uh, Dubai, all them guys, right? So Arab Emirates, we like to salute you guys in the highest. Mahalo for listening to the podcast. And uh, each and every one of you, uh, the state, number one state is California. So Californians, thank you very much. Number two is Texas. Okay, the Longhorn State, right? No, no, Lone Star. I'm sorry, the Longhorns is the football team. Sorry, the, the Lone Star State, but we got them all, you guys. Thank you very much. And uh, number three is Hawaii, okay? Uh, the Aloha State, because we get plenty of Aloha, okay? And it's disappearing fast. And that, my friends, is the topic of today's podcast. But first, we want to make an acknowledgement, okay? You know, I really don't mention names and stuff on my podcast, uh, I don't. I don't like to mention names because local people get all in a tizzy, you know. And I don't care really. I mean, what are they gonna do? Sue me? <laughs> I don't think they could take on my lawyer in court. I just. I just don't think so. Cause, cause, bro, there's been there's been a couple times. You guys know for now the podcast. There's been a couple times when my attorney has had to make a phone call to these guys, and when they call me back, they're like, "Hey, Junior, I, I, I think there's been a misunderstanding." Because. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, but that's really funny. Sometimes I'm like, okay, well, let's have uh, them receive a phone call and see what happens. <laughs> but anyway, no, but I'm going to mention a name, okay? And um, I want to pay my humble respects right now in this moment to Al Harrington, who passed away. Al Harrington passed away, I believe it was yesterday or the day before. Um, not not really sure. So, you know, by the time you listen to this podcast, of course, it's going to be passed anyway. But Al Harrington, 
Al Harrington was on Hawaii Five-0. He was a showman of the highest order. Uh, this guy was class, like all the way, right? I, I worked with his son, Alema, at a, at a radio station that will remain nameless. And um, <clears throat> he, was, he was a very, very nice man. And, uh, well, to me anyway. Because, you know, really, Hawaiians, right? Because you go make somebody any kind, you're going to receive the any kind back, right? That's the law of attraction. You get what you give. And and he was very nice to me. I was very respectful to him. And I looked up to him. He did so many things. He he was an actor. He was a singer. He was a, he was an educator. He, he was like a Punahou graduate. I mean, this guy, you know, he was, he was top of the line. And, um... <clears throat> he died peacefully. Um, I was I was looking on uh, Facebook and I saw, and uh, we just want to send our condolences, our aloha to Alema Harrington and his family. Uh, he has a twin brother that I've never met, but uh, we want to send it out to you guys to, to the Harringtons. So much respect, uh, much aloha, and and we feel for you guys. And uh, Al Harrington is is a legend. I mean, wow. What a career he's had. And you know the, the most special thing that Al Harrington ever did to me or for me or because cause it was for me. I was uh I was at a tribute uh to Don Ho and um and Al was there, right? And uh this this was this was after uh Uncle Don passed away and we were at the tribute and um, we were at uh, Don Ho's place, which was, you know, wasn't his place. It was named, carried his name, licensed his name. And I went up and I sang a couple songs. You know, they, they said, hey, Junior, can you come up and do a couple of, you know, Don songs? And, I, you know, went up and I did my songs, everything. We have some pictures that are up on Facebook about it, you know. And Al came up to me because, you know, uh, when I was a kid, I met him. When I was hanging out with Uncle Don, I met him. Now... Oh, you know, I was in my 40s. I think it was late 40s, something like that, right? And so, of course, he didn't remember me, right? But I remembered him. I mean, everybody remembers him, right? And um, he came in. He had his ponytail, you know. He was sitting down at the table nonchalant. And I walked back to my table. And he stood up. And he came over. And he said, I want to shake your hand. And he shook my hand. And he said, please, keep doing what you're doing. That's what he said to me. Al Harrington told me that. He says, please keep doing what you're doing. And I'm like, wow. You know, and, and I told him, you know, it's not important to go into all the details. But, I, you know, I told him, wow, you know, I met you at Uncle Don and, and big fan and, you know, all of that. Right. But that's what he said to me. And I'll never forget that as long as I live. So uh, thank you, Al Harrington. If you're in some other dimension right now uh, listening to this or maybe you're sitting here. Next to me doing the podcast. I don't know. You know what they say, right? The alternative universes, right? But that's not what we're talking about on today's podcast. But much respect to the Harringtons. Much love to the Harrington family. Okay. Now let's move on with the podcast. So today we're going to talk about Allah, right? And and we're going to talk about all this bull crap that's going on. Okay. That is not Allah. Okay. Now with the law of attraction. Now this is a law of attraction podcast. Okay. Now, this podcast, you know, I know we don't have that many people in Hawaii listening, but we do have a handful. And from what I understand on, on uh, Facebook, right, they're telling me, bro, we, tu- we, we heard them. We're tuning in. We, we, we heard them, bro. We, we're going to catch the next one. See? And, and I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. But here's the thing, right? 
Now, what, what we're seeing is we're seeing the hammer coming down, okay? Um, I don't know if it's necessarily, you know, if we can call it the communist hammer coming down, but the hammer is coming down. And it's coming down all over the place. And people are protesting all over the place, right? And everybody's coming up with theories on what's going on. You know, oh, bro, this is going on because, because this is communism happening. Oh, this is going on because the Freemasons are doing all of this. So the, the Jesuit order that, you know, that's in control of the politics is doing this or, or whatever. And yeah, so a lot of stuff is happening, okay? I'm not here to call out the Jesuit order. <laughs> you know, I'm not here to say, okay, uh, it's the Jesuits and they're doing this. And here's the reason why, okay? Um, you, we, I think we all know by this point or we've heard New World Order at, at some point. Okay, and I think it got really vocal right around the the first George Bush presidency. Okay, I think that's when it started, because that's when people became aware. Oh, well, New World Order? What? Yeah. So we've been in a New World Order since 1933. Okay. Now this has been planned like way long time ago, but but they started rolling it out in America, right? And it, and if you want to go back before that, yeah, you could say it's before that, but um. Here's the thing about what's going on, okay? We're noticing in Hawaii, okay? We're noticing that hospitals, okay, are scaling back healthcare and they're being very selective in who they give it to, okay? Because there are treatments, okay? Now, this podcast is not about, you know, the virus or whatever. It's just the overall climate of things, right? Now, the reason why these guys are getting hard time, okay, these, these political people, they're getting hard time, okay? And they're bringing in the hammers. You notice that? They're bringing in the hammers, okay? And and for you guys, you know, uh, overseas and you guys in Canada listening, right? The, the hammers represent these people that are laying down the law. These people that are, you know, um, getting getting hard on others or making it difficult for people or whatever. And so the, the virus is a very good way, right, to suspend rights, to suspend all kinds of stuff, right? I mean, it's it's a very good it's a very good mechanism, and they're using it to their fullest advantage. Okay, now these guys that are doing this stuff, okay, um, you know, I'm I'm not gonna sit here and say, okay, the governor is a is a Freemason and the mayor is a Freemason. I don't believe they are. I really don't. Okay, um, at least I I wouldn't think they were, right? But here's the thing, right? The reason why they're getting a tough time. Okay, it's because it's so blatant that you have these you have these democratic states, which Hawaii is one of them, right? Where all this crap is happening. And then you have red states, okay. Now this is the red and blue division, okay? You have the red states like Texas, Florida, Montana, right? And everything is cool. These guys are going to football games and they're enjoying themselves and they're, you know, and yeah, it, they could be super spreader events. You know, we, we don't know yet, right? Because you, you cannot tell till after. Okay. But, but here in Hawaii, things, the aloha is really disappearing really fast. Okay. And, and the reason why is because these guys are coming down so hard on people, right? And they're, they're not giving specific reasons. Okay. In other words, they're bullshitting. Okay. <laughs> and people can see that. No, people can see. And I, I'm not here to I'm not here to attack the politics, okay? I'm here to say that that 
something's got to change and something's got to give because it's either good for all the United States, okay, every state, or or none. You see, you cannot have one state where where the economy is being crippled by the politicians, okay, in the name of, I don't know, taking over or whatever, breaking down, whatever you want to call it. And then in other states, things are flourishing. Okay, yeah, they might have they might have you know a higher rate in the pandemic. They they might have you know higher medical rates of of casualties or or illnesses or whatever. But what I'm saying is, these guys over here are sick and tired, and they are sick and tired of being sick and tired. Okay, and the climate is already. Okay, on the verge of igniting something, something big. Okay, now I'm not uh, one to advocate for violence. I, I don't believe in violence. I don't. I don't believe violence is the answer. Okay, what I'm into is peaceful non-compliance because I've seen it work. I've seen it work. Bro, how many times have you seen it work? How many times have you been, you know, in in a situation with a coworker? Right, where where they just like, yeah, yeah, whatever, right? And they no do them. And then what happens? You gotta do them, right? Because somebody's gotta do it, right? So so the peaceful non-compliance guy always wins because he he doesn't do anything, right? So I mean he's he, he's dead weight, yeah, he's dead weight, but you know, peaceful non-compliance. Now if you guys, if if there was a collective effort, okay. And when I say you guys, I just mean wherever you are, okay? If you really want to orchestrate change, all you got to have, all you got to have is peaceful non-compliance. If you're not complying with, with the stores, if you're not, if you're not feeding the corporations, they're going to starve. If you're not spending your money down at, you know, the big boxes, right? That slowly... They will feel it and slowly policy will change. What you have is corporate America, okay? Now, unfortunately, the things that we've grown to love and admire and use and, you know, like our cell phones, right? Right? You know, like all these things that we love, right? Are all made by corporations. I mean, anybody notice that? You see what I'm saying? Now a lot of the stuff that we're we're looking at, and I said this on another podcast. I don't I don't want to repeat the podcast. I just want to touch on these things, right? Because because some of the things that that people look at as the government's fault, it's not really the government that's behind it. It's the corporations. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because the corporations and the politicians are in bed. Okay, and they and they're doing one big hammer. They're they're in bed, bro. They've been in bed for a long time. They're, these guys, right? They need to take a break already. Like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like that. It's like that chick you always wanted to hammer, and finally you got her at the hotel, and you right, and now you know, like, let up. You see, you see what I'm saying? Right? So you know, like, let her go home to her husband. You know what I mean? So anyway, oh wait, did did I say something wrong? Okay, uh, but anyway, <laughs> but but no, I'm just I'm just saying I'm just saying Hawaiians, okay? And when I say Hawaiians, right? You guys in the United Arab Emirates, I'm talking to you, okay? So what happens is money is the bottom line. Money gets right in the way, and it's very hard to fight money. 
Okay, now I know some politics. I know a lot of politicians, right? I've lost more respect for politicians in the last year than I think I, I ever had. Because I, I used I mean, you know, this is what they did for a living. If that's what you want to do, okay. If you want to stand up in a, pub, in a public forum, right, on TV, okay, and lie to the general public of what you're going to do. Oh, we need education. We need it. Bruh, you know how much teachers have been pimped by politicians? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. The politicians will stand there and go, you know, we need is more education. We need, we need to focus on education. Our community needs to change, and the only way it's going to change is education. Bullcrap. Look at these guys. They pimp the teachers every year, every, every, well, every election year. And, and what happens? What's the result? Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Right? And the teachers are like, oh yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna push, we're gonna push him with our union because he's gonna change things. He's gonna, he's gonna make them good. And we, yeah, we're gonna get more money. We're gonna get more benefits. We're gonna, right? You're gonna get more crap. That's what you're gonna get. You're gonna get nothing. Right? And then halfway through the, the, the term, right? Let's say like maybe one year, year and a half in the term, who's bitching? The teachers, right? The teachers union. Right? Oh, the Board of Education. Well, we're having some serious problems on the board. Oh, why is that? Well, they're complaining there are not, not enough resources, but the state is not releasing enough. Re- Does this sound familiar? This is not just Hawaii. This is all over the place. <coughs> and these guys, these politicians, right? They will stand up. They have no shame. I know a lot of these politicians. They're all narcissists, all of them. This, so, so politics is is like that that you know, you know you know the moth to the light bulb effect. So so <laughs> politics is the light bulb to narcissism, right? And all these narcissists flock to that light, and they and they all want to be in politics. Why? Because they have no problem lying to people. They have no conscience. They have no problem just standing up there and. And telling bald-faced lies, right? And then they get into office, right? And some of them, you know, I saw the last election. I was there. I was watching. I was watching this last election because this last election was interesting, right? Because this last election was really about who's going to be in control during this pandemic. And and let's watch their actions and let's see, you know, like what's going to happen and how they're going to deal with this, Right? Well, in, in Honolulu, I can only, can only say what's going on over here. But in Honolulu, Hawaii, like out here in the middle of the ocean, okay, we're seeing what's happening. It's not very good. And nobody has any answers, okay? And there's a couple of, in fact, there's this one politician, okay, that I know personally, that if he did not get elected, he would have been forced off the island. <laughs> he, would, he didn't have enough money to survive, Okay. He needed a job, and boom, he got a job, okay? Now, he, he knows what to do. He's smart. He's smart. But this is not a question of smart. I know a lot of smart people that were forced out of Hawaii, and they were forced out of Hawaii because they don't make enough money to live in Hawaii. And it doesn't matter. You know, it, it doesn't mean there's, 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 there's stupid people that have a lot of money. There's smart people that have a lot of money. It, it doesn't matter, okay? It's not about intelligence or what you're able to do. In Hawaii, it's who you know, okay? You know that old expression, who you know? And Well, actually, the, the real expression should be, if you don't owe, you don't go, 
okay? And that means if you don't owe somebody or if, you know, if you're not on that end of the spectrum, right, where, where they cannot make you go work and then collect off of you, make money from you, okay? Or if they cannot, like, say, for example, in politics, right, if they can put you in a position with their influence and their friends, right, and then now they have somebody that can vote on their side or make laws to benefit their companies or or their clique, right? That that kind of thing. Okay, in that case, then yeah, they can use you, and they'll tell you, you know, they they'll they'll approach you and they'll go, you know, you should run for office. We could use somebody like you, <laughs> you know, and that's when you get that. That's when they get that Scooby Doo moment, like, huh? <laughs> right? <laughs> and then they start listening. You see. And then, then it happens. Okay, I can tell you that it's not just politics. I can tell you it's in law. I can tell you there's lawyers. There's lawyers that these guys spotted in high school. And they go, wow, that, that kid is interested in law? That he would make a great lawyer on our team. And you know what they do? They give him one full ride scholarship. They pay everything. Not only do they pay him, right? They, they pat him. You know what I'm saying? They go, oh, he's an extra the kind for, for take care of you. You know, you have a good time while you're up there. You know, but, but it is understood and it is already written, okay, written out in an agreement that when they get through with their school, they go come back and they go, and they go work for you. See, because it, there's an exchange there, right? Say, yeah, we'll pay for your education and you come back work for us. You know, and there are programs, in, in fact, there's a there's a high school on this island that really does good with this, you know, and it's not it's not for their benefit specifically, but they have a program. They will pay your scholarship. They will pay. And then you come back and then you contribute to public service. You spend so many, so many hours of public service in, in exchange for the scholarship. Right. So there's that kind. And then there's the kind that, oh, don't worry, why we take care of you and then. You take care of us when you come back, when you power, you see what I mean? So so there's there's that kind of stuff going on as well. And a lot of people don't see that stuff. It's kind of, it's hush-hush, backdoor kind of stuff. But what I'm saying is, when somebody sees how they can use you, right? So I was told this at a very young age. You know, I was told that, well, when somebody sees how they can use you, your job is to see how you can use them. In other words, if they can see how they can make money using you, right, then you need to figure out how you go make money in that situation, making them money. How you going to make money for yourself? How you going to capitalize on that? You know, on the entertainment industry and stuff, you know, that that's what made me open my eyes. And, and so when I went in, you know, well, my story was a little bit different. When I went in, I didn't really owe anybody. Right. And because I didn't owe anybody, the, the name of the game was different for me. And and the bigger doors would never open. Right. Because because I don't owe anybody anything. And not only that, but I'm just the kind of guy that if I see crap, right, I'll call it. I'll go, hey, bro, that's a bunch of crap right there. And, you know, so and they, I didn't need them. Right. So they, that was the end of that. But I see so much of this now. Right. And now there's even more pressure. There's even more pressure on the people that are doing the bidding of these guys with, you know, that hold the power, right? That now I see these guys, and it's not just, like I said, it's not just politicians, but these people want to stay in Hawaii and the, and the push is on. So what happens to the aloha in this situation? 
the aloha is diminishing. It's going down, right? Because on one hand, you got the politicians going, okay, you guys cannot do this. You cannot do that. You cannot, cannot, cannot. On the other side, you got these people going, hey, but look at these guys. Look at look at Florida. Look at Texas. Look at California, San Diego. They're going to the game. We cannot do nothing. UH, we cannot, cannot do nothing. You know, in Hawaii, right? That's what's going on over here. And so they are starting to fight back physically. They're starting to protest. They're starting to beat the drums, right? So everybody's beating the pahu right now. They're blowing the poo, right? The conch shell. So they, they, they're doing all this stuff. And I'm, you know, I'm speaking metaphorically, right? But, but this is important because it, it's going to come to a head some way, somehow. This thing will come to a head. And when it does, it's going to get messy. This is going to get messy. I'm telling you guys. Okay. Now, you know, if I was, I don't know, maybe if I was 21, 22 and, you know, had that, that fighting spirit or if, you know, if my mindset was 21, 22, maybe I would be out there fighting. Maybe I would be out there scrapping with cops and doing all that stuff. But, but that's not the answer. Okay. Because what they really want, the powers that be, okay, if this is really the scenario that's playing out, where they really want to weed out all the bad apples, okay, then, then all they really need to do is trigger these guys, right? And when they act up, boom, you gone, you gone. But these guys can pluck people out, okay? I, I, you know, people walk around and they go, wow, we have the right to do this. We have the right to do that. We, no, you know what? You have privileges. You don't have the right to do this. You don't have the right to do that. You don't have the right to do anything. That part of America, that we, the people, America, is is way underneath corporate America. Corporate America has built over that, like, you know, if you want to take a 10-story building, for for example, okay? The Constitution is, on the, is in the basement, okay? We're operating from the 10th floor, okay? That's where we are right now, okay? And, and yes, we, we do have human rights in America. Yes, we do have certain rights, okay? Accessing those rights is the hard part, Hawaiians, okay? Because it, it's not enough that you know. It's not enough that you have knowledge. It's not enough that, that, that you go, okay, well, you know, this thing in the Constitution says blah, blah, blah. That you got to get there, okay? Now, when you go to court, name of the game is staying in court, Okay? Do you have the money to keep, you know, bro, these guys have been fighting in federal court for years and years and years. And there's only one thing that's really going on. Okay, there's no victories going on. The federal courts are making money. That's the only thing that's going on. They keep making money. And I saw this. My, my uncle was doing this. One of my uncles was doing this. And he fought his whole life, his whole life. And finally, he had he had a quadruple bypass, right? And when he had his quadruple bypass, I told him, because he was still telling me, well, you know, these, these guys, I said, unks, come on, Paul already, the war is over, put down the gun already, Paul, done already, everything is, everything is Paul. Because at that point, everything went away, but up until that point, bro, the, the government was like, you know, no, you got, you know, they were calling him out. <coughs> And and it it was still it was it was a lifetime of scrapping with the government. So 
you know, my thing is like, hey, you know what? Pay your taxes, right? Do what you got to do, okay? But at the point where, <clears throat> where, where you, you know, you're contemplating change or you're contemplating, okay, I like make one difference, okay? Why don't you try peaceful non-compliance, okay? Now, non-compliance is not as simple as it sounds, Hawaiians. Okay, non-compliance means you don't you don't walk into the big boxes. Okay, so maybe you're not gonna get deals. Non-compliance means if if this store over here, whatever local store, small store, if that store is not operating the way you want it, you know, like these small businesses now, right, with this mandate going on, right? If they're not if if they're discriminating against you. Okay, and then you got to have a good memory. Okay, you got to remember in times like this, who was your friend and who's not your friend. Okay, because people forget, right? And down the road, it's like, hey, you know, like nothing happened, right? So, so, but you got to remember these things. And, and non-compliance may mean that you don't eat at your favorite steakhouse. Maybe, maybe peaceful non-compliance means you, you don't, you don't support those guys by, by ordering that fudge mocha whatever it is that you like that they serve okay so maybe you got to go without it so at some point peaceful non-compliance is not comfortable see but the only way towards significant change is not to be comfortable because you cannot be comfortable and change because you have been served all these conveniences you have been served all, you know, you, you run around with your iPhone, right? And then you don't want to be tracked, right? You you sending messages, you, you know, they have, right? They have now the special encryption now on iPhone. So now nobody, not even iPhone can track you. Yeah, right. Okay, so you can, you can buy that one, Hawaiians. You see what I'm saying? But but I'm not, I'm not saying this to like make you scared or, or to make you afraid or or anything like that. I'm saying that I'm saying this because there's people out there that go, okay, bro, we're gonna fight. But when when we gonna fight? Who gonna be the first guy? Where, where's where, where's the guys fighting? Nobody fighting. Everybody just gonna lay down and die. You, you see what I'm saying, right? So peaceful non-compliance is the other the other side. It's like, well, we we like you guys wear masks, you know, and and like. Oh, Wear your mask. Oh, I don't know, man. No, I left them at home. I think I, mean, I don't know. Maybe stay in the car. Wait, well, sorry, you can't come inside. You got to put on your mask. Okay, I'm going home then. Peaceful non-compliance. Right? You don't have to fight it. No, you, maybe you cannot go to the mall because they require right, and it's a private mall. See, maybe you cannot go to the ice cream shop because they require it. You know, so so maybe you don't go. You see what I'm saying, Owens? But but peaceful non-compliance. Gandhi was was you know Ma, uh, Mahatma Gandhi right was was the pioneer of peaceful non-compliance. Now if you look at what he did, now I don't know if you guys can do that. I don't know if you guys can fast like that. I don't know if you guys can go. You know, like like the guys I know, right? <laughs> they, they, they would be sitting down inside their garage, guy. Bro, I'm not gonna eat until this thing changes. Everybody was okay. Hello, <laughs> we we we'll, we'll come pick your body up when you you know when you mock it. Maybe we'll throw you in a truck and take you down a morgue. But but you see what I'm saying? But peaceful non-compliance takes a lot of restraint. Peaceful non-compliance takes a lot of discipline. 
you got to be disciplined and you got to plan ahead, right? Because, because like right now, shipping lines are being interrupted. Okay, do you know why? Okay, shipping is shipping is being toyed with right now by the powers that be. Okay, and I don't know if you guys noticed this, but every time there's a little disruption here. There's a little disruption over there. There's a little bit of slowdown over here. A little bit of slowdown over there. And people start panicking. Okay? Or they just they just go off. They get angry. Right? Now, every time they can do that, every time they can accomplish, and when I say they, I mean, you know, uh, let's say, for example, this is being orchestrated because nothing happens in politics by accident. Okay? So, so if we can truthfully say that this is being orchestrated, and I think we can all see that it is, then, then it's these people, same guys, right, that are pulling the strings to make this little emergency or at least the perception of, of an emergency happen over here and then over here, right, happen over there. You see, so pretty soon the shipping gun, gun right? So my question is, uh, how much have you stocked up? You know, are your shelves full right now at home? Okay. Now, there's some people at home they cannot have full shelves because they don't make that kind of money. They cannot even they cannot they cannot even afford to put away stuff. Okay, and those people are gonna suffer the most. Okay, they're gonna suffer the most. Now I know these doomsday preppers that be doing this forever, right? <laughs> you know, you, you, there's always that guy. Like, bro, bro, come here. Let me show you something, bro. Come, come to my, come to my shed out here. <laughs> and, they, and he opens this this shed with iron doors, right? And then you. And you look inside and brother's got every bro got look look got six generators over there. I got a, you know I got these uh forty-eight cases of of Vienna sausage, right? This I mean all this that this is things that Hawaiians eat in Hawaii, right? I, but I'm just saying, right? And they've been doing and they've been stocking and stocking and stocking these guys, right? And now these guys are kicking back, right, in their chair. Right outside their storehouse going, see, told you guys, <laughs> right? And everybody else is scrambling around trying to put things, you know. But I'm telling you, right, the supplies are going to be toyed with, okay? And they're going to disrupt the supply chains. Now, who is the supply chain? Is that the government? No, hell no. It's corporate America. Okay, now here's one of the reasons, you know, and... and I hate to bring this up as as a political issue because this is not a political podcast. This is a law of attraction podcast, okay? And the law of attraction part of this whole thing is when you fight, you're going to get fight back. Whatever you put out, you're going to get back, okay? Now, I hate to bring up China, but I got to bring them up because China is a very significant player in corporate America, okay? They own a lot of stuff. You'd be surprised what China owns inside the United States, even in Hawaii. You'd be surprised because they don't advertise it. They don't run TV commercials. Hey, look at what we just bought, right? We just bought this hotel, that hotel. We bought this golf course. We bought that. We own these. We, no, they don't, they don't advertise like that. See, but when you find out, then you go, oh, bro, we're getting taken over. No, you're not getting taken over. This is corporate America. Anybody can buy. If you have enough money, you can go, you know, buy the production plant. You can go buy the, you know, whatever it is that, that it, you know, 
the I don't know if you want to go buy the, the tuna packing plant maybe you can go buy it if you have the money to do it it's corporate America so the reason why I hate to bring up China is because the Chinese are so heavily involved in our economy okay and America is is a super a superpower okay it, it's not the superpower anymore at least it's not it's not operating like it right now Okay, now definitely at the administrative level, it's not. But I can tell you that without us, guys like China would not exist. Okay, so so there is a reason why the partnership. Okay, and corporate America also allows for Russia to come in and buy stuff. It allows Japan. Look at look at what happened in the, in the eighties, in the early eighties. It was all about Japan, right? They came into Hawaii. They bought, they bought hotels, golf courses, right? And you had all the Hawaii politicians shaking hands and kissing babies, right? Kissing Japanese babies, right? They're sort of shaking hands, kissing babies. And, then, you know, oh, over here, you know. And, and so we had a governor of Japanese ancestry. We had a senator, a very influential senator of Japanese ancestry. We had half of the politicians in Hawaii was Japanese. Why? Oh, well, because we had... Uh, we, we had, we had, uh, you know, we just, we, we, we had all, we, we, there are a lot of people of Japanese ancestry involved in politics in Hawaii. And this was because, okay, this was because Hawaii and, and, and the sugar cane planters and, you know, the people, the immigrants that came, right? The Japanese community really got involved in getting their kids education. They got involved in, in, you know, really uh, uh, advancing in society to the point where, where they put these, these people had good jobs. And then they got in politics and because of the numbers, right? Boom, you get voted in, you get voted in, you, you know, all that, right? And so that happened. Now, the, the, the thing about, you know, that that was good is that, hey, bro, get connections, you know. Now, when the Japanese came to town and started buying everything, it was easy for them. Right, it was easy because it was like, hey, at your service, right here. We like on hotel, right here on the beach. Whoa, boom, right here. So they bought and they bought and they bought. Okay, and then what happened? Well, then the Nikkei went through the floor. Right, that that's the Japanese uh, stock market. And then what happened? Well, they had to start selling off. Even that Japanese, remember the Japanese billionaire? I don't know for you. Small handful of guys from Hawaii that are listening. You guys remember that guy, right? And he came, and I, I don't like to mention names because, I mean, even guys like that could reach out and slap my head long distance if he wanted to. He has the money. I mean, you know, I could get on phone call from his lawyer. You know what I mean? But no, but remember? And he bought all these, all, all these mansions in Kahala. Well, the people in Kahala started complaining because he just let the mansions go. At one point, he allowed a bunch of Hawaiians to go live in his mansions, right? So they filled the, the swimming pools with sand. You know, they filled them up so nobody would get hurt, right? And then all these Hawaiians were living in his mansions. And then you had these white people that were just living, right? Because the land prices were threatened. The land values, right? Because, hey, bro, we got to get this guy out. But he was a little bit, you know... He was a little bit off kilter, right? So he just kind of, ah, let him go, let him go, you know. But but anyway, but it was guys like him that were prospering 
when when things were booming in the early 80s and they came to Hawaii and they bought then when they had problems with the Jap Japan stock market went down everything you know got got destabilized over there then they had to sell off okay so right now and the reason why I mentioned that is because right now it's China okay now China China if you really look at it from a from a business perspective the Chinese have been working hard for years they couldn't go anyplace. Their money was just adding up, adding up, adding up. They couldn't go anywhere. Now, the, the old-time Chinese, right, the guys that are in their 80s or whatever, the, the older people that have tons of money, right, because all, all they could do was save their money because they, they couldn't do anything, right? It was the Chinese Communist Party was just like that. The CCC, whatever, you know, you, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, those guys, right? <laughs> the Mao Zedong guys, you know, from, from from that, from the revolution on, right? And and those guys, you know, so now what are they doing? They're giving their kids like awesome amounts of money, like tons of money. And their kids are going out into the world and buying this and buying that. And sometimes this is an office building. And sometimes that is a golf course or whatever. But this is another, you see, this is another round. Okay, same thing, different country. And the only thing that's different about this whole scenario is like there is an attempt to unite the entire world under one government, under one religion, under one body, under one, right? One. And, and, and what's, what are they telling people by 2030? Okay, now this is what's shaking everybody up, especially Americans, right? By 2030, you're going to own absolutely nothing, but you're going to be totally happy, okay? Well, you know what? There's a lot of us that own absolutely nothing on paper because our companies own it. I can tell you for a fact, Hawaiians, okay? My company owns everything. My company owns everything. And, and a lot of the, you know, a lot of uh, people are not really privy to the, or they're, they're not aware. Let's use the word aware. They're not really aware that if you can get to the point in America where you don't own anything and your company owns everything, you know, <clears throat> and then when you die, you just you just pass the keys. You're just taking the keys to the company. Okay, now it is your company. There you go. And you pass the and you know, and the keys and the, the money is still being generated. Right? Income is still going, right? Because we, we're talking, you know. We're talking about, in my case, we're talking about record albums. We're talking about book sales. We're talking about, we're talking about DVDs that have been made. We're talking about different things, right? And I can tell you, there's a lot of local celebrities that have done that. There's a lot of because we know, when when we know we're not going to live forever, right? And we have family, right? I know these these two guys that that made enough movies locally in Hawaii, and and I'm proud to say they helped me. You know, uh, many times, many times, more more than a couple times, many times, and these guys, they was gonna make a full length, full length feature movie. That's how much work that these guys did. I mean, it was incredible, and these guys are so popular, and there's their material is out there. It's out there for the world for sale, right now. These guys are gonna die one day, like I'm gonna die one day, like we're all gonna die one day. But those DVDs, right, whatever platform, they, if it's streaming now, whatever they got going, I don't know. I didn't look them up. 
none of my business, right? I mind my own business. That that's another thing, Owens. Mind your own businesses or your own business or whatever it is, but mind your own. Just take care of yourself. Okay. But I don't know how theirs works, but mine works like like every month I get on check. Amazon sends me checks every month. And you know, and I thought at one point, you know, I remember seeing this on not a podcast. At one point I thought, hey, we're spending way too much money on this thing because I just glanced at the account. You know, and then my executive assistant said, no, 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 God, Amazon's paying you. And I had to look and I go, whoa, you know. So, so I, because I wasn't aware, right? I wasn't aware that, that things were rolling like that. And so we put up this year, what, one, two, I don't know. I want to say, I want to say we put up three new albums this year. Okay. And we're putting up more. We're putting up, we're putting up, well, not this year. We're done for, I think we got one more album to go this year. Next year's project is a live album. And we're going to do an unplugged live album. And I want to say, well, what is, this is September. So I want to say we start right after the holidays. And and it's going to be a brand new uh, unplugged album. Now, I've been working on, you know, I've been working on wrapping my mind around this stuff. You know, because for 30 years, I had a partner for 30 years you know, was me and brother bully. And, and I had somebody, you know, the, I had an orchestra, right? I had the other half, you know, this is like, you know, I don't, I don't know, maybe you local guys will understand, but you guys out there, um, maybe you've heard of, um, gosh, I don't even know any, any famous duos anymore, but, but, um, I can think of Holland Oates, old school guys, right? <laughs> These old Loggins and Messina, Daryl Hall, John O's. I, they, that's that when I was a kid, they were very popular. But if you have just one of them and then they go out and start, you know, do something, it's very different. The vibe is different. The quality is different. I mean, all the flaws cannot cover up. I mean, it's all there, right? But, but you know, the thing is, you know you're not going to live forever, okay? So incorporate. Go form your company. And when you die, right, you just taking the key. Don't own anything. Get out of that ownership mentality. Get out of this. You know, this is this is all the lower mind, okay? The lower mind. The higher mind. You don't have to own anything. The higher mind, bro, you just enjoy. The, the lower mind, uh, this is materialism. It's the lower mind, okay? You know, when you, when you got a... When you when you got a hemo chicks every night, that's the lower mind. When you got you know when you got a all this stuff, that's the lower mind. Okay, no, it's not. It's not. I'm not saying to not partake of the lower mind. I'm just saying don't live there. And you gotta get out of this. This I gotta own this. I gotta own that, because that's how these corporations are making money in the first place, right? So they show you the latest convenience, and in in your head you're going, oh man, I gotta have that. Well, I can tell you from experience, Hoynes. I can tell you from experience. I go in a whole storage full of stuff. I go in a whole office full of stuff. We're clearing out the office. In fact, this weekend we're starting. And we're giving everything away. Bro, we're giving. We're like, bro, you like, you like file cabinets? You like this? You like, hey, come, take them, go. You know? And this stuff is like brand new, like like real good stuff. I mean, you know? But but the point of me mentioning it, I'm not flexing. I'm not anybody has file cabinets. It's not about flexing. It's about saying that when when you you know when you start out, it's all about oh yeah we gotta have those file cabinets. Yeah we gotta have this. We gotta have that. We gotta make them look nice. We gotta have good stuff. We gotta have quality this, quality that, equipment, blah blah blah, whatever, instruments, whatever. 
after a while, right, when you turn around and you go, gee, you know, I'm not even using half of the guitars I have in storage. I'm not even using half of the stuff. Like, you see what I'm saying, Hoynes? Now, at that point, you realize and it kicks in that, oh, you know, maybe I only need three shirts and just, you know, keep them clean and wash them and alternate them. It's just as good, right? And these guys, you know, when, when, you, when you have gone down the road far enough, you figure it out. You figure it out slowly, you know, but first you got to enjoy. You got to enjoy. You got to you got to buy the buy the shoes, buy the Nike's, right? Get the 200, 300, 500. You know, I knew this guy, right? We used to work with this guy in radio. We used to call him Topper cuz no matter what you tell him, right? And he was he I guess he started out poor in life or whatever. But but and and, and that's no excuse. Plenty of people, poor guys we knew was not like like him. But anyway, I, it was some kind of chip on the shoulder thing. But we used to call him Topper. That was the nickname that we called him. We didn't tell him to his face. We didn't, you know. But anyway, but but so one day, I was wearing these these Pradas that I bought. They they were Prada tennis shoes, and uh, they were they're pretty expensive. I I don't want to say how much. But anyway, I just happened to walk in the studio with them on, and this this was way back, right? And he looked at him and he goes, well, okay, okay, tennis shoes at Prada's because you can see the red Prada label on, on the, the flap, you know, that, I don't know, what do you call that? You know, the one you lace up, right? The, that flap thingy that, I don't know even what you call it. But, but anyway, I just wear the shoes, how I see, you know what I mean? I just wear the shoes. And, and so he goes, that's, that's Prada's that. I go, yeah, that's Prada's. He goes, bro, you got to check out the one I get at home. <laughs> And I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah, he goes, and he, he showed me a picture of him. Like, he pulls out his phone. He shows me a picture of his thing. And he goes, bro, this, this right here, these $500, $500 for these shoes right now. And, you know, mine wasn't 500 It was a little bit less than that. But <laughs> he goes, these 500 you know. And, and I was looking at him. And inside, I was laughing. And I was trying to control myself from physically laughing because I didn't want, you know, it was kind of embarrassing, you know. If I laughed at him, right? And he was good to me. He was actually really good to me. I'm not making fun of him. I'm just saying that's what happened, right? And and I thought it was so funny. And then, you know, this other guy that, you know, that put me on the radio, right? You tell me. He goes, no, no, pay close attention when you talk to him. Like, no matter what it is, either he, either he has something better or he knows somebody who has better or what, but he'll always come back with something. And that's why we call him Topper. Because I, I didn't invent it. I didn't invent the Topper name for him. <laughs> the, the boys had a name. Hey, they had the name already. I was just made aware of it, right? And so I'm like, oh. And I, I just thought that was funny. But I just thought, thought that was funny. But what I'm saying is the materialism, the lower mind, okay? All that stuff is secondary. Yeah, you got to go get the new car and enjoy. Yeah, you got to experience that. This is life. Right, you gotta get, but don't get carried away with it. Is what I'm saying, right? And now, in in this, you know, in this, in these days of of what you should be practicing, which is peaceful non-compliance, because these guys are coming down on everything, and because the haves, you know, still have, and the have-nots are really suffering, right? Go give to the have-nots, right? Give to the have-nots, because the 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 more that these guys do what they're doing. In, in politics, in government, and in, in all of this, right? They're creating more have-nots. And they're doing it on purpose. Because the more have-nots they have, 
the bigger excuse they have to help. The bigger excuse they have to help, the more they can expand their reach. The more they expand their reach, guess what happens, Hawaiians, right? Yeah. See, not, not everybody's stupid. You know, people are figuring this out. You know, all first we create the have-nots and, and once we've crippled the whole thing, then we provide the solution, okay? Go look it up. It's called Order Out of Chaos, okay? Order of, of what is it? Order of Chaos or something like that. Just, I don't know, I forgot the Latin already, but go look up, go look up Order Out of Chaos. That's what's happening. First, they create the chaos, Okay, then the hammer's coming down, you know, and, and people are getting smart to this stuff. And the only thing that's going to stop this is awareness. The only thing is if everybody starts paying attention and go, yeah, that is what they're doing, right? Okay, there's more of you than there are of them, okay? Peaceful non-compliance. Look it up. Go see. Okay, basically, in a nutshell, it's like this. What? You let me put on mask? <laughs> nah. Sorry. I don't like you see Hawaiians? Because once you start complying, right? Like little by little, okay, they're gonna get you smart, they're gonna get you slowly but surely. And in the end, there's nowhere to go. Where are you gonna where are you gonna turn? Where are you gonna run? Right? Okay, but but if you resist, you know, peacefully, okay. I'm not saying don't get violent, that's that's gonna screw you up. Okay, because you're gonna see what gonna happen. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna show you. <clears throat> because right after this stuff starts happening, and it will happen. The revolt will happen. And then you're going to see these guys get extracted and thrown into camps. And then I'm going to do another podcast. And I'm going, you see, Hoyes, I told you from the very beginning that the me. Oh, sorry, Hoyes. I, I got to go. I'm sorry. But you know what I'm saying, right? All right. All right. Hey, we got to thank our sponsors, Brother Randy and Sister Jerry down at Island Club and Spa. Two convenient locations to serve you. Kakaako and Waikiki. Okay, also Voicemaster Enterprises family of service companies. And I'm so grateful for those companies because it's because of those companies that I own absolutely nothing. Oh. <laughs> and and also we gotta thank uh AFMOAMusic.com, home of Darren Chinan. Check his music out, it's all over iTunes, it's all over the place. Check them out. Hey, until next time, I'm Junior Keiko Ever Junior saying, hey, do not comply, but do it peacefully. Allah, Marvel. <laughs>